Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Jesus Resurrection Day Commission. After Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he commissioned his disciples on several occasions. We usually think of the Great Commission when Jesus appeared to his disciples on a mountain in Galilee, recorded for us in Matthew 28. But actually, Jesus began commissioning his disciples on the day he was resurrected. In fact, he commissioned them a number of times during those 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. There is a hint of it in his high priestly prayer that's recorded for us in John chapter 17 and verse 18. As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. This commission is issued to the 12 apostles, 11 apostles, by the time it takes effect, and by implication to all who would come to faith in him through the witness of the apostles. Jesus includes in this prayer these words, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. On Resurrection Day, the very evening Jesus arose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples in the upper room from where, where they were locked away for fear of the Jews. We find this account in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and also in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. Listen to these accounts of what happened. First from Luke 24, beginning at verse 33. After Jesus had appeared to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and had sat down to eat with them, and revealed himself to them, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven, and those with them assembled, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Verse 36. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it, and he ate it in their presence. In other words, Jesus demonstrated the physicalness of his resurrection for his disciples. He was raised from the dead in his body, the body in which he was crucified, the body that had been born of Mary. That's the body in which he was raised from the dead, and that's the body now glorified, the body in which he ascended back into heaven. Now, these are Jesus' words. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. In other words, what we call the Old Testament or the First Testament, all of its parts speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. My, I wish I'd have been there, could have heard that. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ, that is the Messiah, should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins 
should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, that is, all people groups, beginning from Jerusalem, your witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm seeing the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, 44 through 49. Now that's Jesus on Resurrection Day evening with his disciples telling them that the gospel should be proclaimed to all nations. Now John, who was one of the people there, records the following in John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Shalom. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Those are the same words that he had prayed to the Father in John 17. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Those are the two accounts. One has a fuller account of the words that Jesus spoke on that occasion, that is Luke 24, and the summary promise of the Spirit coming upon them in power. But John records that even though he gives this summary promise audibly to them, he also demonstrates something to them. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. The commission of Jesus to his disciples is imperative. It's of supreme importance because it is what the church's mission is from the time Jesus rose from the dead until the time he comes again in power and glory. What then is Jesus' commission to his disciples? That's our question. What then is the commission of Jesus to his disciples on this, the resurrection day evening? Essentially, it is this. We are to preach the good news of the Messiah Jesus, the good news or gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God that he established in his own person and work that he will bring to full completion at his return. We are to announce to all people, to all people groups, the arrival of this kingdom and the terms for entering it. We are to announce to people that they are commanded by God to repent of their sins and to turn in faith to God as he is revealed in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. In proclaiming him, we're to expound the meaning of the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms as they testify to who Jesus is and what Jesus accomplished in his person, in his work, in his ministry. We're to demonstrate from the word of God that the Messiah himself must suffer and die for the sins of people and on the third day rise from the dead. Concerning or considering this, and after proclaiming this, we are to summon men and women to repent. That is, that they would turn their thinking, their lives from self and from sin toward God in the Lord Jesus Christ, so that they might receive the forgiveness of their sins. They repent by turning in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ is the object 
of their trust. Now this, now that this is the proper meaning is demonstrated for us on the day of Pentecost itself. On the day when the Holy Spirit came upon these disciples on the 120 now in great power and glory. After the Holy Spirit had descended, Peter spoke to the crowds that had gathered. And here is his famous Pentecost Day sermon. When he comes toward the conclusion of it in Acts 2, the people cry out, what must we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them. How do we open the kingdom of God to people? Well, we open it by using the keys of the kingdom, which, uh, which is the proclamation of the gospel, summoning men and women to repentance of sin and turning in faith toward God and placing their trust in Jesus Christ alone as the Savior of sinners, as the outward sign of God's forgiveness and of their confession of Jesus as Lord and Savior, believers are then baptized. In this day of Pentecost sermon, Peter exemplifies the words that Jesus had spoken to them on Resurrection Day evening. He began to fulfill the commission Jesus had given to the disciples by proclaiming the gospel to the crowd in Jerusalem. Luke's account is the first instance of the commission that Jesus gives his disciples. It's very important. The mission is that we are to announce to people that they can have their sins forgiven. They can become subjects of God's kingdom, and they can enter into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God. We do this by proclaiming who Jesus Christ really is, what is the true meaning of his death on the cross, and the reality and verification of his resurrection from the dead. And all who enter must turn from their idols, as said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, to serve the living God. They must turn from those things that keep them from embracing Jesus Christ, and they must place their faith in him as the Savior of their souls. When we announce these things of Jesus the Messiah, people to people, then Christ himself, in the power of the Holy Spirit, opens the doorway for them into his kingdom, and they receive the great benefits of his work. It's all grounded in the proclamation of the Word of God, found in both the First Testament, what we call the Old Testament Scriptures, and their fulfillment that's found in the pages of the New Testament. Now, in a subsequent message, we'll look at the commission as it is given to us in Matthew, where Jesus spoke to the crowds at a mountain in Galilee some days later. And we'll look again at the commission as given to the disciples on the day or close to the day of Jesus' ascension into heaven, including the words that he spoke just before he ascended in their sight into heaven. Remember what Jesus himself said, As the Father has sent me, so send I you. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. The next time, remember that we have a mission. Christ has sent us on it. Do it.